Good morning, good morning, good morning, everyone. Welcome to my podcast. My name is Pearlie Martin, and I just want to say thank you for joining in today. If you'd like to support us, uh, hit on that support link. If you like prayer, then uh, leave me a message on my uh, on my page here. You guys remember to follow me on Facebook at Reptime Martin. Join me on YouTube. I'll be doing some live videos there uh, at Gene Martin. Hit the notification bell so whenever I come on live there, you'll be notified of that. So as of April 16th, Facebook uh, will not be doing watch parties anymore. So these are the two places you will find me right here on my live podcast at 9 a.m. or doing Facebook Live at Gene Martin. Remember to go there and like my page on YouTube. It's a lot of uh, I have a lot of content there. But today we're gonna um, we're gonna pick up where we left off. We're still teaching on my from my book, understanding your own issues and other issues. Um, today's topic is understanding the process of change. So we all know that you know everybody wants to change. Nobody wants to be the way that they are. Really, they don't. I think. But the most frustrating part of it all is just really not knowing how to change, right? Um, because the truth of the matter is, when we come born again as believers, our spirit is uh, changed. Our mind still has to be changed. Our mind has to be renewed. So that's going to lead me here to Romans 12. I'm going to read from the New Living Translation, the NLT version. And we're going to start here as we pray first. Father God, we just thank you for being in the midst of us, Lord God. Father God, we ask that you anoint our ears to hear, Father God. And we thank you that the ground of our heart will be good. We will have good ground hearts, Father God. So we will hear what the spirit of the living God is saying to us, Father God. We thank you, Father, that your word, it will not return void. That the seed that's planted into our heart today, it will bring forth a harvest, Father. And we thank you for your wisdom because you told us to ask you for it. Your wisdom to carry out this word, this rhema word, this rhema word that we are about to hear so that lives can be transformed and changed in the name of Jesus. We thank you, Father. So again, we're going to start today um, with Romans 12, 1 and 2. NLT, it says, Therefore I urge you, brothers and sisters, in view of God's mercy, to offer your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and pleasing to God. This is your true and proper worship. Do not be conformed to the patterns of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Then you will be able to test and approve what God's will is, his good, pleasing, and perfect will. So we say we want to change. Well, this is the process of change. Change, a changed lifestyle, a changed thought li- a lifestyle begins with a changed thought life. How many of you know that we act on what we believe, right? So we have to change the hard drives of our mind in order to change the behaviors in our lives. Because so, everything starts with a thought. Our body is doing what the mind is telling it to. So in order to live Christ-like, we have to put on the mind of Christ, the Bible tells us, right? So how do we put on the mind of Christ? By renewing our mind to the Word of God, by studying the Word of God, by reading the Word of God, by presenting our bodies as living sacrifices, holy and pleasing unto the Lord, by surrendering our will for God's will, submitting our way for God's way. Bringing ourselves by just yielding like Jesus did in the Garden of Gethsemane and saying, Lord, 
not my will, but let your will be done. I don't want what I want. And when, you know, we approach the throne of God in that type of worship and that type of surrender, excuse me, and that type of, with a heart that's submitted to the Lord. And as we begin the process of renewing our mind, God will impart to us some uh, revelatory knowledge. He will give us a rhema word because he said when we hunger and thirst after righteousness, his promise to us is that he would fill us. Am I right about that? So as we approach the word of God today, hungering and thirsting for his will and his way, we're going to be thanking him for that rhema word. So one of the things uh, that kind of most people I find to be really frustrating is that you know, people go through the cycle of prison and they become repeat offenders or whatever the issue is, overeating, not sticking to a diet, making all these vows and promises to ourselves that we can't keep. And the thing that, that uh, I'm not going to do this anymore, I'm not going to say that anymore, I'm not going to act like that anymore. You know, I'm changing my life. And, and that's wonderful because, like I said, every change starts with a choice. So we've made up our mind. We don't want it. We don't want to be like that anymore. So now the journey begins. The journey begins. The journey begins with the process of renewing my mind. The devil, um, hold on one second. The devil had their, uh, uh, when when we can't change, it's because the reason we can't change without renewing our mind is because we're acting out what we believe. Now, what we have to do in order to do the pro- to uh, for the process of change is we have to uh, replace the devil's lies with God's truth, and that that's going into everything else that we spoke about prior in the prior chapters of this book. Not playing the blame game, being able to confess our own faults, understanding our own issues, understanding other issues, because we have to be able to see ourselves, to even realize the fact that we need to we need to change. So how do we go into God's word to see what he says about the issues that are in our lives? Well, we can uh, we can look it up on, on the internet, Google it, series it, do whatever. Um, look at the Bible scriptures that's pertaining to your life issues. Look up the Bible verses that's talking about the area. If you have a problem with anger, look up some Bible verses that talk about anger. Because the truth that we believe the truth that we believe, that's the truth that's going to set us free. Jesus tells us in uh, John, he said, if you continue on my word, you are my disciples indeed, and you will know the truth, and the truth will set you free. What is it that the God's truth is going to set us free from? God's truth is going to set us free from a lie. Now, I said earlier, um, every uh, we're living our life, the lifestyle that we're living now is based upon what we're believing. The the lifestyle that we're living now is based upon what we're believing because we act on what we believe, right? So Jesus said, if you continue in my word, once again, he's talking about the process of renewing our mind. As we, the Bible tells us, he said that we're clean through the word. So as, uh, and the truth, God's truth, it sanctifies us. It sets us apart. That's what the word of God does. So as we go on with the process of renewing our mind, when we read it and we see it and then we say, Lord, uh, show me how to do this right here, what you said. Show me how to take off anger. Show me how to take off uh, 
envy. Show me how to uh, overcome these issues that are in my life. And um, I'm asking you for wisdom because you told me that if I asked for wisdom, that you would give it to me, right? So our mind is doing what the body is telling it to do. And also we have to be aware of the words that we're speaking because Proverbs 18, 21 tells us that death and life are in the power of the tongue and those who love it will eat its fruit. In other words, we're going to eat the words. So as we begin to renew our mind, not only do our way of thinking change, but our way of speaking will begin to change. Um, to put on the mind of Christ, we got to put on the thoughts of Christ. God's word is his, his voice of wisdom. God and his word is one. So God is his word. So in order to think like Christ, we got to know what Christ thinks, right? Then we can know, you know, in order to know the will of God, we have to know the word of God. Remember the Roman, uh, Romans tells us in Romans 2, then we'll know his good, acceptable, and perfect will. We cannot know the will of God without knowing the word of God. They're synonymous. They go together because God and his word is one. And the will of God, the word of God is God's will. You know, sometimes people be like, well, I don't know what God's will is. Well, uh, look in the word and and you'll find his will. I'm saying, you know, uh, for certain things and some things we just have to really pray. But everything will always uh, line up with God's word. If that behavior is outside or that choice you're going to make, if it's outside of the characteristics of Jesus Christ, then that's not the will of God. That's how you judge everything. God would never tell us to do something that's contrary to who he is. Um, This is why he said the fruits of the spirit, patience, gentleness, long suffering, kind, peace, you know, gentleness. Um, God does, that's his character. God is love. If it's not lovely, if it's not loving, then it's not God. Now, let's let's get this right. I just want to throw this in. This is not where I'm going, but I want to just, you know, put more emphasis on this. That um, love tells the people the truth. So just because someone gets angry at you for telling them God's truth don't mean God didn't tell them, didn't tell you to say that. And it doesn't mean that you wasn't acting lovely. Remember, Jesus went in the temple and overturned the tables. There is a holy anger. Okay. So, um... Love tells people the truth. He, he, but telling people the truth is love. Faithful are the wounds of a friend, Proverbs tells us. But deceitful is the kiss of an enemy. And I like to tell people, you'll know your true friends by the truth your friends tell you. Because uh, love tells people the truth. Matter of fact, God is love and God is truth. The, he is truth. God's word is truth. He is the way, the truth, and the life. Right? So, uh, as we begin to renew our mind. We change our behavior, our thought life. And as we begin to change our thought life, we begin to change our everyday life. So my word to you today, uh, my word of encouragement for you today is um, start the process of renewing your mind. We have to change the hard drive on our mind because that was one, that's one of the great, was one of the deceptions for me. Um, because when I got saved, that was my first time ever being saved. I wasn't, my mom said she took me to church. I don't remember. So I didn't have any forms of religion. I didn't know any religious jargon. I didn't know any of that. I was just a clean slate. But when I prayed the prayer on TVM, um, with Chan, no one, they left, no one ever told me that when I become born again, um, that I was changing sides, that I was going to gain an adversary. Cause I didn't know anything about the devil. Didn't even believe in the devil. Um, I thought God did it all and he was responsible for it all. 
right? So when I accepted Jesus Christ, I mean, I had a Damascus Street experience. It's like last week I was cussing. This week, uh, uh, when I went to church that Sunday, I wasn't cussing anymore. I mean, he literally cleansed my mouth. And when I accepted Jesus Christ at home, it was as if I had fallen into his arms. And I was like, oh my God, this is what I've been looking for all my life. I just had a Damascus Street experience. It was like my search is over. But what what they failed to tell me is that the devil was going to come for you because now you have changed sides. What they failed to tell me is when you get born again, your spirit get born again, but your mind has to be renewed. And so I felt like a bipolar Christian because my spirit was willing. I mean, I got saved for real. My spirit wanted to serve the Lord with every fiber of my being. Um, But I didn't... And even when I began to read the word, it was still kind of frustrating because I didn't know how to do the word. You know, I'm I'm a baby Christian. I didn't know, ask God for wisdom. I didn't know some of the stuff I know now. And it was so frustrating for me because what was happening was my flesh and my spirit, they was warring against each other. See, my flesh wanted to do the old way, but I didn't know, I didn't understand the process. I didn't know that I I had to change my way of thinking in order to change my way of living. I didn't know what God's word said about this and what it said about that. I just knew I felt the conviction when I didn't do the right thing or say the right thing. So it was like the apostle Paul was saying, oh, wretched man, am I? You know, when I want to do good, it was like evil was always present, right? We, we all know that, that fight. We all know that fight. It's called that inner turmoil. When I want to do good, it's like evil is always present. Romans 7 and 21. When I want to say the right thing, I end up saying the wrong thing. What's going on here? Oh, wretched man am I. How do I, uh, how do I, how do I resolve this issue? The apostle Paul said, we all have this issue. The flesh worn against the spirit. The spirit wants to say the right thing. The spirit, well, what it is, is we have to get our mind in line, um, with the, with the word, because our body's going to do what the mind tells it to. We have to renew our mind to serve the Lord. We have to change our way of thinking so we can change our way of living. The Apostle Paul says uh, in Romans 7, 19, um, he says, For the good that I would, I do not do. This King James Version. But the evil which I would not do, that I do. In other words, I want to do good. You know, I, I made this vow that I'm not going to smoke, drink, fornicate, uh, overeat, overshop, whatever it is. Talk like that, have a bad attitude. You know, we, we done made all these vows how we were going to do all these good things. And, and that's great. And, and the spirit is willing. Our spirit is willing. If you've got born again for real, the Bible says that the spirit is willing, but the flesh is weak. So how do we overcome this? Again, we have to renew our mind. Now, um, Romans 7, 19, 20, it says, Now, if I do that which not, which I don't want to do, it's no longer I that's doing it, but it's sin that's living inside of me. What in the world is the Apostle Paul talking about? Is he not trying to take responsibility for what he's doing? He says, so if I do what I don't want to do, then... It's, it's not me. It's the sin that's in me. What are you saying? Are you not trying to take responsibility? No. What it is, the Apostle Paul knew who he was in Christ. Remember, 2 Corinthians 5.17 tells us, If any man be in Christ, he is a new creation. 
Old things passed away. Behold, look, see, all things have become new. So he was identifying. He's saying, my sin nature is not me. Yes, I did this. This is what I did. This is what I allowed my flesh to do, but this is not who I am. I am a new creature in Christ Jesus. I'm going to show you from the English Standard Version. Romans 7, 21. Romans 7, 20. Now, if I do what I do not want, it's no longer I who do it, but sin that dwells within me. That's that sinful nature, that nature that we were born into, that atomic nature. That's why we have to be born again, because we was born into sin. So we're going to go to 21 now, Romans 7, 21. So I find it to be a law that when I want to do right, evil lies close at hand. For I delight in the law of God in my inner being. But I see in my members another law waging war against the law of my mind. So there's two types of warfare going on here. He said, for I delight in the law of God in my inner being. My spirit wants to do what God wants me to do. I take, I'm, I take a delight in that. I like that. I, I want to do that. I want to do uh, the law of the Lord. My spirit, my inner being. He's talking about his spirit, man. But I see in my members, he's talking about his flesh, the flesh life. But in my members, in my flesh, another law is waging war against the law of my mind. See, the mind really is the battleground. This is where it's all taking place. At. So there's another law that's, that's working, that's warring against the law of the word of God, the, you know, what my spirit want to do. My mind is warring against it because why is this? Because my mind has not been renewed. So my mind is still programmed to do what I wanted to do before I became a Christian. Now my spirit is saved. My spirit got born again. But my mind, I'm, the spirit of God lives on the inside of us, but our mind has not been renewed. So we're still saying the same stuff. We're still cussing. We're still living like we was living before. But now it's a terrible, it's a terrible conflict because when you get saved for real, when you get born again for real, you're going to feel the conviction of God. This, he said he chastised those that he loved. He didn't come to condemn the world, but he did come to convict and to convince the world of their sin. So the Holy Spirit, the word of he, Jesus said, he, he, God said he, he chastised those that he loved. So now that we become born again, some of those things that we used to do before we accepted Jesus Christ, when we go to do it, we're not going to feel right doing it. We're not going to feel right saying it. Well, you used to fornicate and feel okay because I was a chief fornicator. You're not going to, it's not going to feel all right. It's not going to be okay. Why? Because now you have, our body is a temple of the Holy Spirit. So the Spirit of God is on the inside of us. And he's there and he's convicting us and the Holy Spirit is in it. And he's leading us and he's guiding us. He's letting us know this is not right. And so we got this war going on. My spirit wants to do right. My flesh is pulling me in one way. I am just a wretched man. The Apostle Paul says in 24, Romans 7, 24, he said, wretched man that I am, who will deliver me from this body of death? I mean, that's what I meant when I was saying I felt like a bipolar Christian because I wanted to do the right thing, but I didn't know how to do it. It was so frustrating. I knew I was learning and I knew that I was supposed to do these things. But how do you do it? And it's like us too. We got believers stuck in fornication. And and the conviction is so dramatic. I mean, if you're saved for real, you should be feeling that conviction. 
and you're saying, I know that I, there's something wrong with this. I know that I shouldn't be doing this, or I know I shouldn't be overeating, and I know I, sh- I sh- know I shouldn't be spending all this money because it's gonna make me feel good. Because Father, you said you was my comforter, and and I know I shouldn't be using this food to comfort me because Father, you said you was my comforter. But I don't know how to do what you want me to do. Oh wretched man, am I? I'm feeling this conviction, but I don't know what to do about it. I don't know how to change it. This is what the Apostle Paul was talking about. So in verse 25, he gives us the answer. Romans 7, 25, NLT. He gives us the answer. He said, thanks be to God through Jesus Christ, our Lord. So then I myself serve the law of God with my mind. Uh-oh, that's the key. He said, I serve the law of God with my mind. I'm able to do the word of God. I serve him with my mind. But with my flesh, I serve the law of sin. Right. Because our flesh, the devil manifests himself through our flesh. So how is it he's able to serve the Lord with his mind? Why? Because as we renew our mind to the word of God, then our way of thinking will change our way of living. If we want to take the turmoil out of our life, let's submit our bodies as a living sacrifice. Let's submit ourselves under the mighty hand of God and say, God, I quit. I don't want my way no more. You know, I tell people I'm so convinced that my way was the wrong way that I don't want my way anymore. So the word of God is my counsel. When I'm struggling with something or if I feel frustrated or uh, whatever, the first thing I'm going to do is go and Google some Bible verses so I can find out Lord, what does your word say about this? What is your counsel? I go to the word of God before I call anyone. Lord, what is your counsel concerning this uh, frustration? What is your counsel concerning anxiety? What is your counsel concerning overeating? What is your counsel concerning endurance? What is your counsel concerning patience? What is your counsel concerning kindness? I'm nasty. I got a nasty attitude. What What is your counsel concerning kindness? Why am I so snappy? What is your counsel concerning rejection? See, the word of God really does have, for every problem, God really does have a promise. And this is how I tell people, this is how you know the word of God is true because it's not possible for one person to sit down and have an answer for every problem there is in the world. And I'm telling you, the word of, for every problem, God's word has a promise. Whatever your issue is, Look it up. I can't can't keep my body under. Lord, how do I keep my body from burning with sex? You said my body was a temple of the Holy Ghost. And your spirit lives down on the inside of me. And that when I use my body to commit fornication, I'm using your body to commit fornication. Because all other sins is against the body. But when I commit fornication, I sin against the body. Oh, wretched man, am I. I'm doing things that I don't want to do. I'm doing things that my spirit is vexed and grieved. Oh, wretched man am I. It's not the end of the world. I got good news for you. The Apostle Paul says, thanks be to God, Romans 7. This is the answer to all that inner turmoil. This is the answer for our flesh worn against our spirit. This is the reason why we're having such a hard time doing what God wants us to do. It it doesn't mean you're an evil person. It doesn't mean that you didn't accept Jesus Christ. What it means is we need to renew our mind. We have to change our way of thinking to change our way of living. That's why it's not fair to tell people to stop doing something and not tell them how to do it. Because most most of us know right from wrong. 
God gave us a conscience and he wrote it on our hearts so we can know good from evil and right from wrong. So, the, and the condemnation comes is because we don't know how not to do it. You know, we don't know how not to because we don't understand the process of change. We don't understand that in the way to change our behavior, we have to change our way of thinking because the mind will do, I want you to remember this, the mind will do what the body tell it to. This is why Romans 12 and 2 says, be not conformed to the world, but be ye transformed by the newing of your mind. Do not be conformed to the world, to the world way of doing, the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, and the pride of life. Do not be conformed to the world, but be ye transformed, be ye changed by the renewing of your mind. What area in your life do you need to change? You, no more. We're taking the frustration. The Holy Spirit is going to release us from that spirit of frustration. We bind the spirit of confusion. And as we continue in God's word, we are his disciples and the, uh, we are going to learn the truth and the truth is going to set us free by every area in our lives where the devil has been holding us hostage by a lie. Because every area in our lives where there's an addiction, a stronghold, a bondage, a bad attitude, whatever the issue is, because we all have them, what, it's attached to a devil's lie. We're acting like that. We're acting ugly because we're thinking ugly thoughts. So what does God's word say about our thought life? Be kind to one another. Be tenderhearted to one another. Okay? So, but in order for us to do any of the word of God, you know, we have to uh, be in submission to God. That's why he tells us first we got to submit ourselves as a living sacrifice. We must be willing to give up our way for God's way. Didn't Christ became a living sacrifice. He gave up his way so he could have the Father's way. Because he said in the garden, Father, if there's any other way. Then he said, well, nevertheless, in the Garden of Gethsemane, when he was being tempted to quit. He wanted to quit, y'all. Jesus wanted to quit. He was a human being. He had flesh. He felt the canine tails when it when they whipped him and it pulled the flesh off his back. He felt that. He felt the pain when they pierced him in his side. He felt that. He became a living sacrifice. He gave up his way for God's way. So God could have his way. And we too must be, present our bodies as a living sacrifice, as Romans 12 and 1 says. We must be willing to give up our way for God's way and, and you know, and totally surrender our heart and say, Lord, I quit. I give up. Forgive me for pride. For being, forgive, forgive me, Lord, for being the God of my own life. Forgive me, Lord, for wanting my way. Forgive me for picking my way over your way. But I'm here today. I'm here today with the good news that the devil stops here. And it was for this purpose that the Son of God was manifested to destroy the works of the devil. And so the solution to our problem is submission to God and renewing our mind. And that is the process of change. That is the journey to change. So change don't come overnight, so be patient with yourself. But whenever we begin to dig in the word of God, Lord, I don't, I'm bitter. I don't like this. Lord, what you say about forgiveness? Lord, what, look up the words, look up the Bible. What does the word say about unforgiveness? What does it say about bitterness? What does it say about anger? What does it say about love? What does it say about patience? What does it say about gentleness? What does it say about marriage? What does it say about, find out what the word of God says about it. 
And when do you find it? He said, if you continue in my word, you are my disciples in D-E-E-D. And you will know the truth. And the truth will set you free. What is it the truth is going to set us free? The truth is going to set us free from the lies that the devil has been holding us captive and had us believe in. We're living, uh, every era in our lives where we're living contrary to the word of God is an era in our lives where we're believing a devil's lie. And we're living it, we're acting evil because we're thinking evil. But as we begin to change, our, renew our mind and submit our lives unto the Lord Jesus Christ, he will grace us to do whatever he's asked us to do. He said he resists the proud. The proud person is the one to say, God, I don't care what you said. I know you said to forgive, but I don't want to forgive. Look at what they did. And Jesus said, look at what they did to me. We're not looking at what they did to you because God forgave us for Christ's sake. And whatever we do in word or deed, we're to do it as unto the Lord Jesus Christ. And he said, yes, but look at what they did to me. Whatever we do in word or deed, we have to do it unto the Lord and we have to do it by faith and our motive must be love. Do you love, do it for the Lord. Do you love the Lord? Like I said earlier, our obedience to God comes out of our love for God. So spend time with God. Spend time with him like you do your friends. Spend time with him, loving on him. Love on God like God loves on you. And when we begin to love on God like he loves us, we will become a friend of God. And he will reveal to us some mysteries and some secrets. So the good news is, is that you don't have to be stuck in the place and the position that you're in. Nobody wants, nobody really wants to live in opposition to God. Not when you're born again for real. So it's not the end of the world. It's the end of the devil's lies. So we're going to put an end to the devil's lies by spending time in God's word and renewing our mind. I'm going to end it here. You guys read over Romans 12, 1 and 2. Read Romans 12, chapter 7, verses 19 through 25. And be ye transformed by the renewing of our mind. Because remember, our body will do what the mind tells it to. We're acting ugly because we're thinking ugly. If we want to do better, we got to think better. We got to put on the mind of Christ. Uh, we got to put God's thoughts on in order to think God's thoughts. And we, as we begin to think God's thoughts, we can begin to live God's way. Because he gives grace to the humble. He resists the proud, but he gives grace to the humble. Therefore, submit yourself under the mighty hand of God. Then you can resist, we can resist the devil. And guess what? Y'all have to flee. We can't walk with the devil and resist the devil at the same time. You guys, I'm going to end it here. You guys be blessed, be so encouraged. Once again, Father, we just come together. We thank you that your word land on good ground and we will put your word into practice. So I challenge each and every one of you today to be the doers of the word and not hearers only by taking time and spending time renewing your mind in the word of God. Look at those issues, those strongholds, those stronghold mindsets, those lies that the devil has put in our mind to lead us to believe that I'll never get married again because marriage don't work. That's a lie. Marriage is God's idea. So those thoughts that he put in our mind, I hate men, I hate women. God is a God of love, not hate. Uh, whatever the issue is, I don't know what your issue is, but we all have them. So I don't know about you, but I'm the main subject of my own life story. So I say to the Lord, here I am, Lord, it's me. It's not my children, not my husband, not my 
co-workers, not my neighbors, Lord, it's me. Because when I don't do what you say do, it's me. I am the one that have to give account of you. I'm going to end it here. You guys be so blessed, be encouraged. And once again, my challenge for you today is, is to get in the word of God and begin to renew your mind. Look up those, to get the counsel of God concerning the issue, that's, that the, the thing that the devil is holding you captive. Because as we continue in God's word, we're going to know the truth concerning that lie. And God's truth is going to set us free from that devil's lie that's holding us captive and holding our mind in bondage. Our mind will do what the body tells it to. I'm in in the ear. Again, this is Arthur Pearlie Martin. Join me back here again tomorrow on my podcast. Follow me on Spotify. When you do your search, search Arthur Pearlie Martin. Hit follow. And uh, every time we come on live, you'll get a notification. You guys be so blessed and be so, so very encouraged. Know that God loves you. I love you. And till tomorrow.